Mystic Pizza is based off a uh, pizza place in what's called Mystic Connecticut. And it's a pizza place called A Slice of Heaven. Now, Julia Roberts stars in this particular film called Mystic Pizza. It's like pizza in Mystic Connecticut. That's what this film is based on. And we're going to take it minute by minute to figure out why we're talking about pizza in Mystic Connecticut. Anybody want to talk about anything stupid? Are you guys looking stuff up right now? No, I was just um, checking my... I had text messages. I wanted to turn it on to Do Not Disturb, and one of them was from my mom, who... My stepdad is in Florida, and she just got back, so she was sharing her home alone, like, uh, meeting Rita's gelati and watching House of Cards, because I can't do these things when your stepdad is home. Because... <laughs> Well, the Rita's sure, but I doubt he would watch House of Cards. There's another Kevin Spacey throw, <laughs> like shout out, like yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't get into that. I watched the first few episodes. It just, uh, I was especially intrigued. now. I feel like now would be a bad time to pick up House of Cards. I've only watched like the first. I watched the first two seasons, and then I absolutely can't remember the third season, and I yeah. couldn't remember the other seasons while I was watching it. So, like right. the Trump election kind of ruined all political. Like entertainment, like yeah, there's nothing watching, entertaining. Yeah, about try it. watching Veep. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Now you're right. Yeah, that kind of ruined uh, uh, House of Cards for me a little bit because you know, uh, just like the last year alone, just put a bad taste in my mouth and the way that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I, I have been trying to watch the new season of House of Cards, but I'm just so disinterested. I just like my mind or like my eyes just like start to like dart around the room when that shows on. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's an anxiety you know, response, most likely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I haven't been watching it, but I've been kind of you know following the the critical reception, and it seems mm-hmm. like people are down on it this season. And yeah, I, I wonder if that's because of the quality of the show or because of circumstance. Well, I think with the show like that, you can only jump the shark and then like jump it again because like first of all, it's based off of um, like a British show. That only had uh, three seasons, mm-hmm. or maybe even two seasons. So the British show already ended. It's kind of like The Office, you know, mm-hmm. how they went on for like way longer than the first Office, and then they started to suck in like season five. Or like um, Homeland, I think, had a similar situation. Yeah, yeah that got real bad, like real quick. Still yeah. watch about. So, I. I, I didn't watch the last season, but I watched up to it because uh, Claire Dane's performance is yeah, just, true. Like, incredible. True. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. that kept my attention a lot longer than House of Cards. I just maybe it was only one season I fell off on. Yeah, so so House of Cards is like uh, overstated its welcome a little bit. The first season is cool because <laughs> it's like a it's like a big long David Fincher movie because mm-hmm. it's like a David Fincher uh, like created show. You know, he's like one of the co creators or something. Mm-hmm. And you know, the second one's a good season because it's like a sequel to the first one. Like, okay, they've done all they can with these characters. Like, you know all their ins and outs. That guy's never going to jail, <laughs> even though he kills people. And it's like, all right, yeah, yeah, that sure is still a show. But then it's when it gets too real. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, they're just doing whatever the, the hell they want. And, uh, mm-hmm. and continuing to reign. <laughs> Didn't Fincher just get attached to some weird project, like a sequel to something? I don't know what David Fincher is up to right now. I'm trying to remember. Call him up. Yeah. There's like a, a franchise. It's not like Fifty Shades of Grey or anything, but it's like I don't know something equally strange for him to be involved is in. I can't like remember. A, was it the Paddington movies? 
<laughs> David Fincher doing oh, the next Paddington. What, what was it? Ah. Well, if I think of it, I'll bring it back up. Mm. So David Fincher's maybe, up maybe, to something. Maybe uh, Steve could even just edit in him saying the answer right here. <laughs> <laughs> City Slickers 3. <laughs> anyway, this is the Mystic Pizza Minute. This is a podcast in which we go through the 1988 Julia Roberts vehicle, Mystic Pizza, a minute at a time, having never seen it before. Um, and today we're on minute 34, which, uh, oh, I guess let's intro ourselves. <laughs> Sorry, this is only our second episode back from my long vacation, and we're mm-hmm. still a little bit rusty. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're kicking the rust out of our gears. Uh, it's already, this feels better than, like, uh, some of the previous ones. Yeah. Windsor? <laughs> Hi, I'm John Windsor. Welcome to Mystic Pizza Minute, the greatest show on earth uh, about the uh, Mystic Pizza directed by Ronald Petrie and David Holford's here. I'm David Holford, and I, I love Mystic Pizza, and I love regular pizza. Mm-hmm. And, All uh, pizza is good. And and with us, we have... Well, Caitlin Fontecchio, who actually just ate some leftover pizza, and it was really good. Yeah, that's Waltz. That's like... Half a mile down that way, so when you order it, it's like here in like 10 minutes sometimes. And it'll burn your face off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So this week on Mystic Pizza Minute, we have like a little bit of a dinner and a movie theme thing going on. Where like, um, we bring the guest over and we give the guest pizza. <laughs> so like today's featured pizza is uh, leftover pizza from yesterday's episode, which we did with Hannah. Mm-hmm. What's her last name? Litvin. Yeah, I kept calling her her middle name because that's what it was on Because well, like, she has a fake Facebook name. Yeah, and, you, yeah, you quickly I forget so a bad. person's I kept calling her the wrong name. name. She's like, you don't know my real name. I'm like, I know you from Facebook. <laughs> you still didn't know it. Yeah, and I still didn't know it. I'm so sorry, Anna. I'm so sorry. I'm dying on this hill. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what happens in this minute, uh, Windsor? So, uh, 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 Kat is giving her speech at the planetarium, because mm-hmm. in the last minute, you know, briefly we found out that Kat works in a planetarium. Amazing. But, uh, <laughs> she does work at the planetarium, right? She's not just giving, like, a speech Oh, no, no, no. She, she is wearing, like, the, what appears Airline to be a uniform. of the stars. Yeah, she's wearing, yeah, like, yeah. a red blazer with a patch that I can only assume is the logo of the, uh... She's well, giving uh, a tour. She's a name tag yeah. with her name, That's Kat. not just a speech... Or maybe just, it's just a school project, for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> I have to stop spelling cat with a C, because I've been proven wrong like three times already that it's a K. Really? You've been doing K-A-T. that? I did not So I guess it's problem. Catherine with K. Which yeah. is more common. Yeah. Is that more common? Kind of. Even though it's wrong. Are there any Caitlin's with a K? Oh, please. Sure, there's so many. My own family spells my name with a K, with Y's, all these things that are, these are not letters. Yeah, because there's like like four or five different legitimate spellings of it, right? They're not legitimate. Mine is the right way, and I'm saying it now. C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Yours seems like the right way. My cousin, uh, her name is Caitlin, and she spells it the same way you do. Yeah, I can definitely see somebody trying to get away with like a -A K-A-Y-T-Y-L-N. I've had every spelling. I know Caitlin Growing up, uh, the second I was a Y. Yeah, usually. I've gotten K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-N. I was like, all right, we're mm. sounding it out now. Should put an E on the end of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> or it's like a, uh, like it's Kate hyphen Lynn. Yeah, it's pretty much, it's, uh-huh. but you know, technically it's Kachlin is how you're, you say Whoa. it in Irish Gaelic, Whoa. so. I can't, hear, I can't hear sounds like that. <laughs> that was on a different frequency. That was like Klingon. <laughs> say it again. Kachlin. 
Anyway, to uh, bring us back onto the Mystic Pizza rails here. <laughs> this train's got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens? So in this minute, uh, Kat is at work uh, at the planetarium. And I'm tapping on the table. And, uh, see how, yeah, you were right. Tim Travers comes in while she's giving her speech. Like, he, like... First of all, interrupts the speech yeah. by walking in behind her and being well, like... Well, he has a kid with her. He probably needed to use the bathroom or something. No, like he that. showed up yeah. late. That was their first getting there because Phoebe also was like, Hey, cat! You know, like, oh, like greeting right. them. I mean, Phoebe doesn't I heard really, her say something. Phoebe he wanted doesn't to make an really entrance. mean to interrupt the speech, but Phoebe does too because, you know, you shouldn't bring kids into planetariums. Even though I think that's where they're they supposed they to don't, go. They don't, they don't want to see <laughs> movies. They don't want to see star formations. But, um, so, yeah, Tim interrupts her very rudely, uh, comes in behind her, sits down. Kat is still giving her speech. She says stuff like, you know, now we see what it would be like to be tossed around at sea in the stars. And she's, like, saying stuff that maybe might be scientific, but probably isn't. No, it seemed to me like stuff, uh, that, like, the screenwriter put that in his placeholder. Like, I'm gonna replace this with something more scientific and stuff. <laughs> so I'll just write a really general thing about stars and just never get around to any details. But then, uh, you know, writers are lazy, so... Uh. Yeah. Well, he gets... The very last word that she gets in is, is sextant. Like, that's the one that was... She, like, fumbles through some some bit of it, and then... A little bit of a Freudian slip, maybe. Look, yeah. Look at that sextant Wait, in the sky. Wait, that's actually probably the only reason they worked that in. Mm-hmm. Just so they could yeah. say sex what between this guy and his in babysitter. In terms of uh, stars. What? Sex stars? Sex stars. Moving on. <laughs> so uh, so Tim sits down and uh, he looks back at Kat, who, while giving her a speech, looks back at Tim, and uh, he ruins her speech a second time. By Within me. a minute, ruins her speech <laughs> twice. I've because, got a couple of notes about that. Because yeah. uh, after she sees him, she starts to hesitate. Like, she's, like, skipping on her words, and she says, like, the same sentence at the same time. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say this. because like she's like a broken robot. There's a, there's a recurring element of this movie of people being thrown off by making eye contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're rendered speechless. They've never, they're having a soul connection. Like, Charlie yeah. is playing darts, stars. and he looks at Julia Roberts, and then he misses the third Ooh, dart. Oh, yeah. But then Julia Roberts... When she's, like, on the final shot of, like, her, like, epic pool run, she, like, looks him right in the eye, like, mm-hmm. and then... Oh, yeah, and makes, makes the anyway. shot, which yeah. doesn't make any sense because you can't take your eye off the ball, I think. Well, <laughs> she's just awesome. Yeah, that's she's the confident one. She sees what she wants, and she gets it. Too but bad then, uh, she only can see men. Mm-hmm. But then Kat gets thrown off in the same way. So you can almost tell, like, who's the dominant one in the relationship, kind of. Like who like, gives the eyes? Like, if, if Tim Travers was giving it? a speech yeah. about, like, architecture or, or about the Connecticut tradition of, like, home building or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and she walked in late and, like, they made eye contact, do you think he would, like, stumble? No, or? he already had a story, like, prepped and, like, the tour of the house to, to be had. Mm-hmm. He was, like, and ready to go. giggling and, like, taking it in, basically. Yeah, yeah, she'll just... Talking eat about where she up that, she'll like eat anything up that he says because he is where she wants to be, I guess, like in the future, but in her uh, respective area, you know. The other note that I have about the, the eye contact here is that I think this is the first time we see Tim Travers without glasses, and so I wonder if maybe she was like thrown off by that, like, oh, he's so dreamy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I never quite understood that because personally, I think glasses are extremely attractive on people. 
But, like, uh, I know some people are like, oh, I hate having to wear glasses. I want to get contacts. I got LASIK. I yeah. hate glasses. Well, maybe like he a... just got LASIK, and that's what's going yeah, on Yeah, he's here. like, hey, yeah. I'm showing off my shiny new eyes. My glasses shiny new okay. eyesight. They're... Now I'm going to render you speechless with a glare across the stars. <laughs> I don't know. I could go on all day about glasses, but they're just kind of like wheelchairs for the eyes. Yeah, so fake ones are <laughs> offensive. So, you know, <laughs> any way you could get rid of those, please do. So she kind of regains her footing a little bit and presumably continues the her prepared remarks to their conclusion. And then uh, we cut the outside and uh, Tim Travers and Phoebe are coming out with, with her. Uh, and I notice people are still going into the, uh, the planetarium at that point. Mm-hmm. So, like, but... Are there, like, multiple people doing Kat's job there? There's Are they, shift like, shift workers? workers? Yeah. Maybe, there's like a, maybe this is so early in planetariums that they actually had, like, more than ten employees at a planetarium. Yeah, uh, yeah, it seems like a really popular planetarium. Well, uh, the other thing that I remarked upon that building, the Seaport Planetarium, was there was a lot of windows, and there was no dome, so it was just not a building physically capable of being a planetarium. Well, they didn't yeah. pan up or anything. I couldn't really see what was going on at the top of the building. The windows, they could be fake windows. Like, maybe there's, um, there's mm-hmm. like, standards that buildings have to follow in order to be in, like, the historic seaport district or whatever. And so, Yeah, you have to uh, follow the same models as the buildings around you. I don't, yeah, I don't so, believe so it. You can't be the only dome really... building in, you know, in a bunch of square buildings and, like, your excuse is, oh, but we're a planetarium. Wait, mm-hmm. I guess that town halls have domes on them. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I don't think there's a planetarium in Mystic Igloos Connecticut. Igloos have domes on them. Uh, well, uh, let me be the first to correct you, Caitlin Fontecchio. Ooh. Uh, the Seaport Planetarium that they are walking out of right now that Cat works at is an actual planetarium yeah. in Mystic Connecticut. I stand corrected. Except now it is called the uh, True Orgy Planetarium. What? What? Uh, I said now it is called the True Orgy Planetarium. No. No, it's not. What? I, now it is called the True Orgy well, you Planetarium. You can keep saying it, but we're not going to believe it. Like, T- T-R-E-W Orgy Planetarium. <laughs> T- so that's like a person's name. True Orgy? I guess so. But I, I took it another way. Yeah, Maybe you should. That person They is changed probably... it from a regular planetarium to like an orgy just planetarium. Just a planetarium theater just full of people in eyes wide shut masks. <laughs> uh, There's like sitting a... there silently. It's, it's an experience. You get to make love under the stars with strangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a laser light show going on and like an orgy underneath. Uh, that sounds dangerous. That sounds I great. Like yeah, that's what blinded. planetariums should be these days. <laughs> <laughs> get, like, get people interested in science again. Yeah, right? Sexy so, science. Anyway, the True Orgy Planetarium Sextance. is um, located at Mystic Seaport. So it used to be the Seaport Planetarium. Huh. And it's, uh, you know, 75 Greenmanville Avenue in Mystic, Connecticut, 06355. Check them out. They're, they're the True Orgy Planetarium. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, okay, so who, uh, and then, and then at the very last second of this, we, we, we cut back to Mystic Pizza, and, uh, Conchetta Farrell's character, which we looked up, Leona, uh, mm. is, looks like she's going through their paperwork or something. Like, filing their earnings or something, maybe? Right, yeah, because she's the cook, and she's, like, their accountant at the same time. <laughs> Wait, this one's Conchetta Farrell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, the whole time I kept thinking it was the other one whose name I always forget. The one who got married in the beginning or didn't. No, that's uh, Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor, yeah, okay. Yeah. I always just forget her name. No, and that's I just... Conchetta Farrell. Conchetta Farrell was in like Edward Scissorhands. 
Uh, she was in she was one of the neighbors. She was in the yeah, new Krampus right. movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we, yeah, you, surprisingly decent. Yeah. Now all this yeah. makes more sense because I, I was associating that name with the other face, and I was like, that's not what she wasn't in that. Krampus was good. It was like a, it turned out to be like a like a Muppet kind of thing at the end. Yeah, it was kind of fun. <laughs> it, it like knew what kind of movie it was. Not to spoil Krampus for anybody. So, <laughs> you weren't um, expecting Muppets. Watch out. <laughs> And then, um, okay, so who do we think won this minute? Who won the minute? Well, I, I've got an answer to this, which is, um, having asked the question, uh, Phoebe wins the minute with her brutal clapback. <laughs> because, like, uh, you know, because uh, Kat comes out and she's, like, apologetic about having flubbed her presentation, mm-hmm. and Tim Travers is all like, no, no, it was great. And then, uh, like, Phoebe's all like, I'm tired, I want to go home. It was boring. <laughs> I wrote, uh, I wrote Phoebe go home because I thought that's what she said. Like she was like pointing to herself and saying Phoebe go home. I, uh, <laughs> and I was like, how old is this girl? I took it as more that she was sleeping when he brought her in, kind of, but not really, but kind of. And then mm-hmm. it was in the way she's just not even gonna like flatter Cat yeah. at all because yeah. she's really tired of her dad's obsession with the babysitter and. Seems she was like, probably taking a nap when he woke her up, like, we gotta go, cat shifted the planetarium, and she was like, let's just go home now. I was your prop for your little pickup adventure here, but <laughs> now I'm ready to go back to my nap, Dad. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah, kids tuck her out easily, you know? It's like, one minute, a uh, kid'll be, like, all hopped up on sugar doing backflips and screaming laughing. And then the next minute, it's like, I want to go home. And drug him up and bring him into a planetarium. I, I want to go to sleep immediately, and then they do. Bed. And then they do. So, uh, have I mentioned in any previous episodes, I, I keep meaning to mention this, but has anyone noticed that Tim Travers' name is really close to the phrase time traveler? It's literally two letters off. Shh, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, what I wonder year if, would he be from? I would say uh, he's, he would be from 19 or 1888, actually, to be exact. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we had this theory that he is actually the character in the story that he told. Uh, Elias Montrose. Elias Montrose, because Elias Montrose also has this English bride, yeah. who then dies at sea. Yeah, he coming back, which would explain how like they can get away with this like adulterous relationship they're having. Oh, she's actually dead. She's yeah, not like, even in. Ang- he just yeah, tells Phoebe might, that, and now yeah. he believes his own lies. Like he's either a ghost Elias Montrose or he's a time traveler Elias Montrose. But uh, you know, having the name Tim Travers, so uh, not a very smart uh, time traveler. Elias Montrose. No, but. hiding in plain sight. Uh, and Phoebe also might be like 200 years old or something. <laughs> <laughs> like the girl from uh, in Interview with a Vampire. Theory. Yeah. No, no, that would, that would go along with it because she's like uh, his wise old like uh, time traveling instructor. <laughs> you know, she's not his daughter. She's like actually his, his master. master. Mm. You know? All right. I like. Another thing I wrote down. This might not necessarily be germane to, like, this minute in particular, but um, none of these people have access to porn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they want porn, they have to go to a pornography store, I wrote down. Yeah. Did yeah. they have any and in Have you ever been to a pornography store? I've been to a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I was at the Hustler store in Fort Lauderdale one time. Whoa. Um, and... Was it, like, the ex- like a huge one? Like, this is the headquarters. Well, so they have, like, a... It was, like, you know, basically a sexier Spencer's Gifts in the front, but then there was, like, a, a partition, and you have to show your ID to go past that <laughs> point. 
Right. And so, uh, and that's where they got all the, you know, the hardcore stuff. Right. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I've only ever been inside, like, a toy shop. Not, yeah. not an actual, like, all we've got here is VHS pornos. <laughs> Probably because I wasn't old enough by the time that they were phased out, and now the ones that still exist are extra seedy and Yeah, you'd have to go scary. through a beaded curtain or something. I that went to right. a uh, porn shop, like, once in my entire life, and it was because a friend of mine wanted to buy a mouth. It was like, <laughs> it was like you vibrating. You buy like a rubber mouth. <laughs> He's so like, like, hey, like buddy, am like, oh, I got an errand to run. You yeah, come, come with me. Yeah, he's like, I gotta go get this mouth. I was like, a he's mouth like, for what? And he was like, for my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Put my dick in. So the whole time you had to just imagine <laughs> what he was going to do with this thing later? I think I knew what he was going to do with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, pretty I didn't want anything to <laughs> terrible do with it myself, to though. Although I went guest. with him to the porn shop. Porn shops are super expensive. Yeah. I also have another porn shop story. I used to uh, work construction, mm-hmm. and uh, I won't say with who or get anybody in trouble here or anything, but uh, these guys who worked out at the airport, I won't say which airport, although we're from the Philadelphia area, I know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> these guys used to meet up at this porn shop, like go to this like back room. These are like construction workers, like, huh. like big burly red people. Yeah. <laughs> they would go to these porn shops, meet in the back rooms, and they would all, uh, you know, have tea with each other. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. What you would do at the... Yeah, the just dainty little tea party. Wait, what were they doing? They were, uh, they were uh, performing, like, Sex fellatio, acts fellatio on each other. And uh, analingus. <laughs> um, I actually heard a porn shop story this week. On each other, so... on, like, construction workers that they knew from work. Oh. Uh, yeah, like, like, that's what was that's going like on. Was it, like, a glory hole, like, situation? Maybe. Like, were they both going into booths and then being like, there's probably a hot girl on the other side of this hole? No, I think or it was just each I other. I can imagine, yeah. anyway. Maybe they thought that they were going with each other to have sex with girls, but really they were just going Wait, how to do you know this? Did you other. go to this place? No, I would just, like, <laughs> I would, like, mingle around on the construction sites and talk to people. Like, I knew some people who were, like, uh, you know, like, airport regulars, you know? So, like, this one guy would, like, ask this other guy, like, hey, you going to, you know, the porn shop after work? And he's like, hell yeah. And I'm like, what happens at the porn shop? And, like... Like, somebody whispered in my ear, he was just like, they blow each other. <laughs> so wait, that guy like, might, no might have been just making an awesome joke. No, but then, like, I was asking around, and, like, my boss, Frank, he kind of knew about it. And he was just like, yeah, we, we just don't unspoken. really, you know, nobody tells him not to. Like, they, they can do that if they want, but... It was just weird that this was, like, going on, like, all around me. Right, like, because like, I've known a couple people that worked in construction, and, uh, like... All of them are like, half that job is just pretending you're a construction worker, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like putting on this, like, air of, like, masculinity, and of, you know. <laughs> oh, that's, like, that's all it was when I worked at this place. I used to work for, like, a concrete testing uh, uh, company. So we weren't even really construction workers. We were, like, inspectors. Like, we rolled up onto the, the job site and, like, inspected your concrete. That's what we did. I mean, we used, like, shovels and stuff to, like, get it out. But, like, we weren't construction workers. So everybody I worked with, like, thought that they were a construction worker. <laughs> and I had to sit everybody down you one day delusional. and just, like, you know, you are inspectors, people. Like, I don't know what you're uh, trying to drive this excavator for, but that's not your job <laughs> description. Why don't you go test concrete? And, you know, they were like, oh, you you know, you just trying to, you know, sound smarts. When I, um, lived in Sorry, Philadelphia. For, yeah, well, when I lived in Provincetown... For one summer, and I worked at a place that was situated on top of the dick dock, 
which was where the vacationing gay men in town would, some, would wander under there and just kind of fumble around in the dark and just see what they get. <laughs> and uh, it was out. really unspoken, so that the that makes doc. sense. Yeah, the dick doc. You was know? there a sign that said the dick doc? No, but a guy called once and he asked, do people go down there? Mm-hmm. And I what just, are they looking for? Seashells? Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I don't know. I mean, it's on the beach. And, yeah. Yeah, the the uh, we weren't if, allowed to like tell them like yeah go suck dicks down there. I wonder if uh, Mystic, <laughs> I wonder if Mystic has a dick duck. Probably, huh? <laughs> it's like probably near the peg leg pub somewhere. It's probably. just like out in a field. It's it's, it's like, that kind of peg leg, not it's, the it's kind of probably you near the marina where uh, Bill works. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna Does say. Does Philly have any of those that we know of? Uh, dick ducks. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, but I know that. Or just places like that people go to uh, anonymously have gay sex with each other. Well, yeah, I mean, people have places, gay or otherwise, that they're going to go anonymously have sex in. But the the only place I actually know of was most anonymous sex was of the gay variety. I thought no, no, you there's like sex houses in Philly or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. they're like orgy houses. There's there's orgy planetariums right here in Philly. Yeah, people, there's orgies going on everywhere. (laughs) Like uh, lift any rock, like ah, orgy. (laughs) Yeah, they got the personal like in home variety. Then you can go Uh down to a sex club. There's one like. Yeah, but yeah, the only like secret sex club I ever knew about was that porn shop that uh, I like knew about. It was like it was a couple blocks down from my office. I forget what it was called, nor would I really say it on the show. But <laughs> I love Philadelphia. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Best scene in the world. Yeah, I um I have one more note about minute thirty four. Uh, uh, I just wrote uh, mysticism revolves around stars. So uh, I yeah, believe- you had brought this up uh, in an earlier conversation. We were just having about like things that were mystical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you immediately that, uh, went to stars. Yeah, there was that scene with the shooting stars. That they see a shooting star, they're probably going to see one, one or two more of those. I was a little and, skeptical uh, of that assertion. Cats, in, cats into the stars. She works at a planetarium. There's a lot of star stuff going on. Yeah, but on. it makes more and more sense. That's because they're and, all star-crossed uh, and, star-crossed and trying to escape yeah. their. They're trying to adventure. JoJo is wearing these big star earrings at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're all... looking for destiny, and it's written in the stars. We mm. are all stardust. <laughs> anyway, does anybody else have anything uh, else for this minute? Let's see. TT walks in, not wearing glasses, eye contact. Nope, I think that's about it for me. Caitlin, you got anything else? No. <laughs> yeah. Don't me suck random dicks in places don't unless you wanna. Don't then suck do it. random dicks in places, especially just be safe about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes. It's be not, safe about yeah. it, but especially don't do that with your coworkers. Yeah. Right? Don't shit what you eat. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're. Yeah. I don't know. Or do maybe it's like super hot. Maybe it is super hot. Like maybe we don't get it. Yeah. I think I. I we must not. There's got. The it seems pretty popular. We we're just too. We're a bunch of prudes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, do you realize uh, last uh, episode you were on, we talked about horse fleshlights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this episode we talked about rubber mouths. <laughs> yeah. And porn chops. Uh, so we'll have you on, Caitlin, uh, a couple minutes from now. Uh, and hopefully to, for more weird to, sex talks. For hopefully more weird sex wait, talks. Wait, wait, wait. Before we go, did you have any language notes since you're like the language expert? Oh, well, I did know in the, the last minute, anyway, I was remarking upon their uh, 
whatever Julia Roberts and Windsor's doppelganger guy on the Charlie Windsor. Charlie Windsor that they haven't spoken at all. We're just taking all of this at face value other than they've had like staring at each other across the bar. Yeah. Then like he broke into her house and met her mom and and then she shows up. They barely say anything. They go on a date. They get stuck on the side of the road. They don't say anything. They're just silently like flagging yeah. cars down. And then we don't see their conversation at dinner. He's just paying the bill because he's like, see, I'm rich. Yeah, and rich. then she's like, boats. And he's like, oh, and then they kiss. <laughs> they're not even it's really, the most I'm shallow. I'm really confused about what they're trying to communicate about this relationship. Because a lot of it, like on paper, at least to me, it seems like this is headed for disaster. But, but like, ten years down the road. But like the, the way the movie, the, the movie, the visual language of it and the, the accompanying music and stuff, it's all very upbeat and like this is fun and you know, this is... Yeah, he's like, her ticket out and, and and that's good enough. The contrast between that and like the content... <laughs> the stars. Of, did you see a Night a Nightcrawler? With, is that the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, so, so Jake Gyllenhaal plays this character in that movie that's like... Super creepy, and he's just going down some really, like, morally dubious kinds of roads. You know, he's going around, like, photographing yeah. people that are injured or dead mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, he's like a cameraman. And and he's, like, blackmailing people to try to... Like, he's... I don't know. He, he's just being a real creep. But the, the music in that movie is, like, so <laughs> uplifting. And it, it's almost as if the soundtrack is, like, from how he pictures himself. Yeah, this what? endearing, like, I'm getting better at my career. Yeah, exactly. I'm advancing yeah. in life and becoming more successful. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting thing about that movie. Mm-hmm. Worth seeing. Uh, but uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> this was the Mystic Pizza Minute. Thank you, uh, Caitlin Fontecchio, for coming back. Thank you for having me. Hopefully we'll have you on. Thank you both. Thank you, Holford, for hosting. Oh, that, that was, this that was place. just my shtick last time. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> I didn't want to meet, you know. Yes, thank you for supplying us, Holford, here with this uh, uh, fabulous studio space. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, us. right. And, like, thanks, Windsor, for inviting me. I'll well, just get everybody. Bumbler <laughs> does our music. Steve Richardson does our editing. This was the Mystic Pizza Minute. Thank you. <laughs> Rate and subscribe. Rate and subscribe. <laughs> 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 <laughs>